we often are talking about the port. This is a different type of port. This is, of course, moving ferries uh, and moving goods, and not goods and services, but people. Now, this weekend, we heard, of course, frustrated travelers face long lineups and sold-out sailings at uh, BC Ferry routes over the Canada Day long weekend. There were cancellations in smaller routes. There were overflying parking lots and intermittent issues with lots of online booking, with their online booking system as well. So lots of challenges when it comes to BC Ferries. Uh, Today, Global BC legislative reporter um, Richard Zussman spoke to BC Ferries CEO Nicholas Jimenez about the challenge this weekend and what we can expect moving forward. Richard Zussman joins us now. Good afternoon, Richard. Hey, Jess. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I I wanted to get a few of these uh, port uh, buzzline calls out of the way. You can see hear people's frustration in regards to what's happening there, a different type uh, of issue, but it's certainly uh, along our port as well, along our waterways. Uh, what did Mr. Jimenez says, say to you today, and it's going to be for tonight's news hour, what did he say to you in regards to what transpired this weekend? Yeah, so it was not ideal with the coastal celebration out. They weren't able to get a handle on what unfolded Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He was quite proud of the way the system actually reacted following that, that we didn't see the same sort of weights going back to Metro Vancouver from Vancouver Island on Sunday or Monday, Tuesday. People planned uh, those that didn't want to wait. Uh, when at different times, maybe Sunday, maybe Tuesday, uh, all of that meant that Monday was not as busy. But if you are planning on traveling for the rest of the summer, plan ahead, book your reservation, plan your trip, even consider using public transit and walking on the ferry because the staffing challenges BC Ferries is currently facing will not be solved overnight. And there are possibilities that late night sailings could be canceled or not running, that there could be other staffing shortage impacts. And because of all of that, walking on, not bringing a vehicle allows you uh, some extra flexibility. So there's an awareness that there are challenges, but the minister has put the pressure on to Jazz. I spoke to him today and he said those late night ferries, they're going to run in August. And those are the 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. sailings I'm talking about. If you're you know, just catching up here, those were previously scheduled, but because of the coastal celebration being off and staffing shortages, They did not run those later night sailings, and that led to some of the pressure as well. So the minister has challenged BC Ferry, says, we want those vessels to run during the August long weekend. We'll now have to wait to see if those can be delivered. You know, him and I said, and we've spoken about this before, they are seeing record-breaking volume of demand for BC Ferries, coupled with staffing shortages, and that's leading uh, to incredible pressure on the system. And in some cases, for some travelers going from Tawas into Swartz Bay, a six-sailing wait over the weekend, which in my time, on the island, I've never heard of. Yeah, I have. I haven't either. You know, we're just talking about longshoremen here and automation, and and uh, but but for the sake of ferries, you need those human beings to work. I mean, it's a good paying job, great benefits. Why is BC Ferries uh, having difficulty hiring people? Yeah, there was a global shortage of marine workers, and there's a very specific training that these workers need. We've heard this message: the BC Ferries has ramped up hiring. A lot of those jobs are parking attendants off-boat, uh, off-vessel workers that don't have those same marine safety requirements, the same training. And finding those workers with training is challenging. And there are some private vessel operators, not just ferries, that are paying more for the same workers. And the Green Party MLA, Adam Olson, one of the Green Party MLAs, 
has said that he'd like to see the province open up the checkbook and say, you can pay a more competitive wage at BC Ferries to get those trained workers in a marketplace where there is high, high demand. And so that's why we're seeing some of those pressure point jazz is uh, there's not as many people going into this field being trained and there's higher demand, not just within the ferry network, but throughout the, the marine landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but I think it's important uh, we, we we have this conversation again. You know, BC Ferries was set up under the BC Liberals uh, while still owned by the public. It was it was at arm's length. You know, you do your thing, you run it like a corporation. There'll be no political meddling. We have moved back to a system. I don't know how to best describe it. Is it is it just like the old days? No, it's still separate, but there seems to be a bit more um, uh, political involvement. The board itself uh, has a prominent new Democrat in the case of Joy McPhail. Are things changing because of that? And should pub- the public be concerned? I'm not sure the public should be concerned. I think there needs to be an opportunity here to give CEO Nicholas Jimenez his opportunity to work. He's the brand new CEO. Uh, He hasn't been on the job uh, particularly long here. He has a track record of success at ICBC, and he is now, you know, in the midst of reviewing operations of the way things work. He has stood up to ministers before Jazz. You know, I remember breaking the story that the provincial government was going to be tapping into ICBC to provide drivers that ICBC gas rebate. And then the next night on the news hour, we interviewed Nick Jimenez, and he's like, I'm not so sure this is the right fiscal decision, considering we need to support um, our investments that we have at BC Ferries. Ultimately, and as you know, this often is the case, the politicians won out here. Mm-hmm. But Jimenez is willing to stand up and tell ministers that is not possible. That is not something I believe we should be doing. So. I think we need to watch what he'll be doing and then clearly the role that Minister Rob Fleming, the transportation minister, will be playing and that board is crucial here. You know, we know the relationship that Joy McPhail has is a good one with Nick Jimenez, a good one with Minister Rob Fleming, how all of them work together to get the support ferries needs while also giving them the independence to do their job is a really fine balance there. And we'll see how this province, how this government does to hit that balance considering the pressures we're going to see. August long weekend is going to be a big test for BC Ferries and their relationship with government because BC Ferries is responsible, but the frustration is often directed not towards the CEO, but but towards the politicians. Here is Nicholas Jimenez in that conversation with you, and we'll get a lot more of it on tonight's news hour. Take a listen to him in regards to how long it'll take to resolve some of these delays. Take a listen. The issues we have with with crewing and staffing generally, those are going to remain. And so I guess we need to be aware that we are running thin right now as a business. And we've done a lot to prepare for a very diff, like a very busy summer. We've hired a lot more people. We've put additional compensation into license officers. We've leaned on reciprocal agreements to bring in more licensed mariners. And still, we know that we are going to be challenged. The fixes required for staffing, they're not fixed in a, in a week or a month. They're going to take uh, a while, a season, a two seasons, in order for us to fully get back the resilience we need. So we're planning for the best, and we are managing, you know, for the possibility that there may be complexity, and there may be occasions where we have to cancel sailings. That is uh, BC Ferry CEO Nicholas Jimenez. Uh, final question to you, Richard. Uh, do you know if when the next vessel or next order will come in regards to a vessel? I'm not talking even the coastal class or any of the classes. Do you know? in regards to when we'll have another replacement uh, within the system? 
I don't know, and I'm not sure where we're at in terms of the planning process of that. And I also don't know where we're at in terms of uh, maintenance checks and last time that significant repairs were done on the vessel. So, you know, let me check in with BC Ferries on that jazz, because clearly that's important information for the public to understand. We don't know when vessels are going to break down, but we do know when they hit sort of an age of expiry or an age where they need substantial repairs. And we have a pretty robust, healthy fleet, but these vessels get old. Mm -hmm. And the coastal celebration, I think, caught everybody off guard with how substantial the work was needed. And the fact that we have these staffing challenges with people doing the work, only one company bid, C-SPAN. And Minister Fleming said today, don't blame them. But the reality was they have a lot of work in front of them, too. And that's part of the reason why it took past the Canada long weekend to get that vessel back on the water. It's now back on the water but it's a few days too short for a lot of uh, frustrated passengers who had uh, waits uh, that were much longer than uh, they would have been with that vessel on the water. Yeah, absolutely. Richard, thank you. My pleasure, Jess. Thanks for having me.